The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. morning and welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station, WTJX FM 93.1 on your radio dial with yours truly, Neville James. Beautiful day in paradise. Had a little morning shower. Keep the, the oil and anise and all that good stuff. Arts Thursday and we're going to be talking with artists um, in both hours. Glenn St. Thomas first, and then uh, you can bring it back over to the Big Island. Okay, in between, I'm gonna give you a, a COVID update. Uh, some good numbers compared to uh, the previous two days. So let's just hope uh, we could bend that curve back uh, in a good uh, direction. Um, the 81C uh, folks over here in St. Thomas. Um, they got ex- exhibition coming up, and um, hold on, there. let me get the details here. Um, yeah, God is a woman. The photog- the photographs of Saint Croix, Leah Garvey, and uh, I believe we have um the eighty one C principals, Zach Zook and uh, Joseph Hughes. Uh, joining us this morning. Gentlemen, are you on the line? Yes, uh, this is Zach. Uh, I believe Joseph's on the line. One thing I want to note just quick is that the show is opening next weekend, not this weekend. Okay, next weekend. Okay, my mistake. I apologize. Yep. Yeah, the 20th. And, and, and Leah, the artist, she's trying to call in right now. She said the post lines are busy. Okay, well, uh, we'll look for... Uh, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll look out for her. Um, and Leah Garvey is uh, the featured artist. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good, good, doing well. How's the the studio? Everything is good, you know. Um, We are having fun in in town. Uh, We're actually planning to expand our gallery hours beginning in February to 40 hours a week. So that means that the art that we put up and present is going to be accessible uh, on a much greater scale. We, We have been open two days a week for the past two years, which... We've done remarkable things with, but um, Monday to Friday now, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily, we will be open. So that's very exciting for us to announce. Mm, that's all right. That, that, that's awesome. Um, Mr. Yeah. H- Mr. Hughes, what's going on? Well, you know, I have to say, it, with this with this expansion in, in our hours, none of it would be possible without the, the massive amount of support we've been receiving. And, and the encouragement, the positive encouragement, none of this w- would be possible without it. And um, for that, I, I'm so grateful and thankful. Um, and, and in particular, I have to, I have to thank um, uh, Orville James and Levon Weiss from the Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts. They've been massively encouraging and supportive of everything we do. And, and it's that support and encouragement that makes all of this possible. 
Okay. I agree. Yeah. For those who are listening for the first time, give some background about 81C and how it came to being and um, why, well, why, why, you know, why you believe uh, things are flowing well at this particular point. 81C was, was really born out of, you know, my personal interest to acquire a property in the historic district and, and renovate it. And throughout that process, uh, having a background in art, having a background in, in um, creative pursuits and having run other galleries and whatnot, that just came to fruition throughout that, that personal project process you know and uh fortunately um we we were able to launch it to immediate acclaim people seemed to recognize (laughs) off the bat that it was needed and and it was this like like joseph was saying the support we've gotten has really kept us kept us going through all of the all the bumps and the grinds and whatnot and and really the heartbeat um of the place is is the art you know, and you know the the opportunity to find and explore uh, local talent and local uh, people that are creating locally um, has just been such a such a blessing, and it's, mm-hmm. it's endless. You know, this the community here is is uh, relatively small to, for instance, where I grew up in New York City, and when we first launched this thing, I thought, hmm. How much activity will we will we really have long term in terms of being able to show consistently artists all the time? And it, it's blown me away. I mean, there's so many people that um, are doing uh, art and and working, aspiring, and as well as accomplished artists. So we're we're really happy with with what we've been able to do so far, and we just want to grow it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hughes. Yeah, yeah, and as we grow it, as we grow, it, um, it it certainly coincides with the downtown revitalization, which is also integral into our, our mission statement, um, the recognition of, of what downtown has to offer, culturally speaking, historically speaking, architecturally speaking. I mean, this is our commodity. This is our commodity. This is our entity as, as an island, and it, it's to be celebrated. And I can certainly speak for ourselves when I say we see it growing literally on a daily basis. There's simply more people downtown at night. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. In, in, in the past 10, 12, 15 years I've been here, I've never seen anything like it. And, and it's wonderful to see, and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Agreed. How, how do you go about, first of all, I noticed you said 81C, so it's 81, not 81. It's open, it's open. We <laughs> joke about that. I, I always say 81C. Other people are like 81C, 81 uh, yeah. It's whatever you want. 81C, whatever you say is how we're going to go. So, yeah. 81C. Yeah, somebody, somebody's called 81 Celsius, but uh, it, it, it does depend on who you are. But, but nonetheless, you'll find us. How do you go about planning for, for a year? I mean, you know, your you, you're businessman, I mean, your artist. But you're still, you know, conducting a business. You got a property that that you're making available um, yeah. uh, for access to the public, um, and at the same time, uh, you're trying to build um, clientele. You're finding out about new artists on a yearly basis. Uh, how do you go about planning uh, for different shows and things of that nature? 
I, I would say it's 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 pretty organic. You know, we um, take advantage of a, a word of mouth. You know, we, we listen to people's suggestions. We have artists that come in or call us and approach us regularly. And then we also um, go and find artists. For instance, this upcoming show that, that is opening next weekend uh, for Leah Garvey, the St. Croix photographer, I've been watching her on Instagram for like two years. And just, I've always been mesmerized and, and in love with her with her art. And I think I've written her probably 10 times over the past year and a half or so. <laughs> and she finally, finally agreed and kind of came on board and, and um, or, or summoned up the courage or whatever. And, um, and now we're collaborating. So, you know, you, you take note of the talent that you see out there and, 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 and just pursue it. Um, in, in an honest and, and, and genuine way that, that you think uh, is going to work for, for what people want to experience in terms of art. And, and as you mentioned, and I, I completely agree, in, in the organic flow of it, it, it's interesting how many people, you know, what, we seldomly find ourselves looking for artists. Artists come to, come to find us as well. They're, they're very glad to see what we're doing and to take part in the initiative so it, it's certainly reciprocal that's that's interesting how's um kelvin doing kelvin's good you saw him yeah some couple weeks ago that's good. Um, he was we in talked a, with we just celebrated two years and we did so with a with a collaboration with a group show showcasing all of the artists who have supported us over the course of the past two years who, who have tr entrusted us with their artwork and um it, it was a phenomenal show and and calvin augustine he, he was certainly an integral part of the show as he has been since, since the beginning um and it's nice to see him showing in st croix as well as the two islands share this reciprocity i i think i think Augustine stands to um, become, if if not already, uh, one of one of the great artists mm -hmm. of this of this community mm -hmm. uh, over the, over the long term. You know, his yeah. work is really um, incredible yeah. and uh, outstanding, and his influences are outstanding. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. it's all about the success there and, and the pursuit. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your yeah. tell us about your influences. Who 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 moved you to, to to the point where you not only got into art but you're you're now an entrepreneur connoisseur. All those well, all those good 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 depictions. Me me per personally, you know, I I grew up in Brooklyn and and I grew up uh, with a, with a family who I watched run um, a business. They owned a bookstore for almost nearly forty years overall. So I grew up in that environment. I was exposed to endless amount of people with endless amount of interests, um, a lot of talented people, um, and, of course, books. So I was around thousands and thousands of books all the time, not to mention all the people that would shop in the store and, and communicate and just hang out and have conversations. So I got into photography first, photography and writing. I started taking photographs probably at 
12 or 13 and then seriously by 16, 17. Um, and one of the styles that really captured me as a young person was, was street photography. Um, kind of random urban uh, images uh, taken taken in a city. So I, being in New York City, I started pursuing that immediately. And then when I started traveling, I would take photos my entire trips in other cities around the world and whatnot. And I became passionate about travel. So photography and travel and literature, of course, were were my first three loves, so to speak. And one of the things that I resonate with Leah Garvey about um, is her style as photography and the fact that she shoots film. Uh, she's not working with digital mediums in terms of her fine art. And as for myself, having started in like the mid to late 90s, as like a 15-year-old, um, of course, I was shooting films. So my archive is all 35 millimeter uh, film film material. So, you know, Leah's show is because it's the first photographer that we're showing that um, is shooting with, with film and displaying prints based on film negative. So, and, and, and yourself, Mr. yourself, Mr. Hughes, your influences, because I got, I got, yeah. I got a question I want to cycle back to, to, okay. to, to back about. It, it, it's interesting, you know, influences and motivation. When I first, you know, right out of college, you know, this was, was my ambition, my drive, and my, my chosen career path was, was in the arts um, as gallerist, so to speak. And I remember speaking to a curator who very much took me under her wing. And again, mind you, I was early 20s. And, um, you know, as, as you should be at that age, very righteous. Um, as, as I truly think you should be, you should have that, that righteousness and that passion. And I, I immediately was, this is what I want to show. This is who I want to show. This is how I want to show them. And, and this, this curator friend of mine, she's like, well, it's not all about you. It's not all about what you want to see. It's not all about you. And then I went on this, this tangent. I said, well, if the art isn't speaking to me, how can I possibly convey to, in, in all authenticity and honesty, the power of it and how it moves me? She's like, well, just because a piece isn't speaking to you doesn't mean it's not speaking to someone. And if this is your chosen career path, it's your responsibility to introduce the two. And it's that introduction of the two. When you introduce a piece of artwork to, a, to, to an audience and you see that spark, when you see that, when you see that, when you see that spark, when it, when it clicks, that is forever inspiring, always, every time. And to be able to introduce the two, that's what, that's the most motivating, that's the most inspirational. Where, where is your um, background? What part of the mainland are you from, Mr. Hughes? Sorry? What part of the mainland are you from? From I'm from Connecticut. No, Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut and um, and in Newport, Rhode Island, both states in which I I had galleries. No, oh, uh, primarily academic. In, in particular, in Connecticut, I was doing a lot with the University of Connecticut, the University of Hartford, um, a lot of academic shows. Yeah, but showcasing you, students' artwork. You said you said Newport, Rhode Island. Um, Correct. You, you ever been to the to the to the tennis hall of fame and and do any do any paintings based on what you see they got grass courts up in newport right 
they, they, they're grass courts in Newport, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's correct. Um, it is the only professional tennis tournament in the United States played on grass tennis courts. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, and I have to say, about the grass tennis courts, there's also, it's also home to the Newport International Film Festival in which there's a screening at the Hall of Fame and the, the nets are rolled up and everybody has a picnic on the green grass tennis yeah, court. Yeah, I, you know, which is a lovely experience. I highly recommend it to anybody who has the opportunity. No, I want, I want to check that out because that time of year is a beautiful time of year up in Rhode Island it, as well. It's, 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 it's wonderful. It's kind of nippy in Rhode Island right about now, if you know <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that that is also where I'm from. Yeah, no. and and I, and I have to say, um, actually, getting back to it, um, my first, one of my first jobs out of college was I was a calendar editor at a small independent newspaper in Newport, Rhode Island, uh, Newport this week, and I was the calendar editor. And there, the, the gallery scene in Newport is strong. So a lot of gallery owners w- would come to me with, with invitations to their events, um, which I gladly accepted. And th- I have to say, that was really my first introduction into, into the profession, as opposed to the academic. Any similarities um, with the Virgin Islands in terms of non-Brooklyn-type environment? Um, I mean, any similarities? Cozy, uh, uh, the, the coziness, is it as cozy in, in Newport as it is on, in the Virgin Isles? It's a tight-knit community, yes. Um, and, and ultimately, it's a shared passion, and, and that passion is very strong in the community, and it has to be. Mm-hmm. And I can certainly say that is the case here, yes. Okay, that's good. So assimilating to the Virgin Isles was a piece of cake then? <laughs> yeah. It's um, a piece of cake, yeah, and, and, and that cake's getting bigger. That's I can good. honestly say that. Literally, literally, literally. Every but, single time we, we, we keep our gallery hours <clears throat> and someone comes to the space for the to- first time and allows us the opportunity to introduce ourselves to them and, and what we're doing, we literally grow every single opportunity we have to do that. That's, that's awesome. We're going to take a break. Uh, when, we, when we come back, we'll try to get um, Ms. Garvey uh, into the yes. mix. And also, I want to ask you, um, Zach, about graffiti. Okay, you say you're from Brooklyn, and and and, um, the boroughs, (laughs) the boroughs, and graffiti are like ham and eggs, in particular with the sub with the subway subway trains and all that stuff. So, Style Wars. You ever watch that movie? Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll 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 take a break and uh, continue the conversation. Arts Thursday in full effect. We got the eight one C Studio principals joining us this morning. Take a break. Be back right after this. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com I'm Deepa Fernandez from Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. We'll bring you all the news that happens between the morning headlines and the afternoon wrap-up, plus conversations with authors and artists. 
Stories that affect you. Maybe a story about you. So please join us for Public Radio's Midday News Magazine, Here and Now. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 p.m. Right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. If it's happening around the world... NPR's Frank Langford is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home... On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho... On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green... Morning Edition from NPR News will take you there, wherever the story is. Listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. Here on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here and uh, analyze this Arch Thursday, and we're talking with the principals up from the Eight One C Studio over there in uh, downtown uh, Charlemagne, Saint Thomas. And we should also be joined by uh, Miss Garvey, Miss Lisa Garvey, um, who has an exhibit. Uh, God is a woman. Uh, Miss Garvey, are you on the line yet? Uh, I guess I guess we're still working. Uh, on that linkage, we got uh, Zach Zook and uh, Joseph uh, Hughes, uh, principals at Eight One C Studio, uh, joining us this morning. Thanks again for being here, gentlemen. Really a pleasure. Mm, okay, good. So let's um, cycle back to Brooklyn. Um, Mr. Zook, why why do you think New York City uh, has embraced the? The, the art the art form on the subway trains and and just the, the the idea of folks being up at night when 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 uh trains are down and committing to putting all this incredible art on on the public transit system what's that about I can't hear Mr. Zook. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can't hear. I can't hear him. I, I'm, we're trying to. I don't know what happened there, but we're trying to. I, I could hear them, but I can't. They're, they're not. For some reason, for some for some reason, we lost them. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mister Hughes. Maybe maybe I can feel a little bit of this. Yeah, go right, go right ahead. I apologize, but uh, for for that. T- these things happen. These things happen. You know the 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 graffiti. I think it, it really, in so many ways, is really just the purest essence of expression. First of all, it's anonymous, 
um, as it has to be. So there isn't uh, any attempt or desire for claim nor recognition nor celebration. Mm -hmm. It's simply expression. Um, and with the with with tags, if you will, it's really a, it's a strong statement to to brag. It's bragging rights, yeah. very much so. Yeah. The biggest train, the hard the hardest spot to tag, is an accomplishment and achievement. And and I have to say that so much of it is also the adrenaline, because as you mentioned, it, it it's late at night. Uh, it's illegal. I mean, <laughs> you're, 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 you're trespassing at the very least. And you, you got your uh, you got your bag with your instruments and all that stuff. And you, you, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You, you work you're working you're working with a with an unknown time certainty, which, which is an which, which is an oxymoron because. You know, you, 100%. you you do it. You, you're painting. You don't know when the train's going going to crank up and get out, no. but you want to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. So it so it's it's that danger element that you have to appreciate, and and can't is undeniable, very much so. Um, so I I love it, and it's just the freest form, and 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 I love it when I see it because I know that it's not easy to do. And simply put, it's the motivation and, and the instinct and the need to express yourself in the purest form, well, in my opinion. Well, we talking about graffiti? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Zook. You mean vandalism? I didn't get to hear that part. Could, could you repeat that, Mr. Zook? Uh, so are you talking about graffiti? You mean uh, vandalism? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't avoid I that word, but yeah. <laughs> I, I accepted vandalism. Yeah, yeah, right. Speaking, sometimes beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, you, you, so you, you go to, and by the way, I believe we have um, Miss Garvey uh, on the line. Good morning, Miss Garvey. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you all? Good. Good morning. Glad, glad to have you on. Congratulations on. Your exhibit. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much. Okay, that's good. We 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 killing some time here talking about um, accepted vandalism. Um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I, 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 a lot of cool artists has come out of vandalism. Like um, I know a brand for sure. Like Banksy is one of my favorite artists. Um, Obey the clothing brand that came off of vandalism. Mm -hmm. uh, they were documented through like a uh, documentary show called Beautiful Losers that highlighted on them. So yeah, yeah. a lot of cool stuff can come out of, I guess, you yeah. got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the, the idea of uh, Mr. Zook, um, you're sleeping all day or you're working at your regular job, you, 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 you nap, you nap maybe after after work in the early evenings and then you, you get... You're getting up and you grab your bag with all your stuff and you get into the train yard at 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 at, at midnight at midnight at midnight because you don't know when the train's gonna start moving again and you want to get your work done. That that that's a lot of that's that's a lot of planning for something illegal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a lot of planning and a lot of paranoia. Like you have to make sure you have some good shoes just in case. Yeah, because you got you got sometimes you might have to grab your bag and run. Yeah, your bag is contraband. Yeah. The, yeah. the risk, the risk is real. Um, I know, you know, growing up, I knew a number of people that un very unfortunately perished, you know, in, in subway tunnels and whatnot. And 
it, um, it's a real uh, pursuit, uh, life or death, you know, especially that level of it down in the subways in a city like, like New York, you know. No, no, Mr. Hughes was talking about how um, there isn't uh, money involved. It's, it's a more, yeah. it's more notches yeah. on the belt, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and more individual accomplishment. Yeah, I got mines and all and, yeah. and all that stuff. It, it must be, it, it must be a, a a beautiful thing as for an artist to see your work on a train and the public not knowing yeah. that that's you exactly. and you exactly. and, and and you knowing I did that. Yeah. I got away with it, and yeah. and it's going to be there for a while. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and again, I mean, it's just the purity of it. I mean, it's completely anonymous. You're not seeking fame or recognition or acclaim or money, certainly not. So so the purity of it, I certainly can appreciate. Okay, good. So, so let's, let's, let's cycle back to this uh, exhibit that's coming up next weekend. How did you arrive at your conclusion that God is indeed a woman, Miss Harvey? So for me, um, what I like to tell people is because he's from my, and in, particularly to this book in this moment, um, God is a woman because I wanted to highlight and on um, the beauty of women in, within our culture. But my general um, thought. As far as God, I feel like God transcends gender. So, but in each moment, it, all of us within us have like, are a byproduct or like uh, have a essence of God. So that's why I decided to say God is a woman because in that moment that I'm capturing my focus, my muse is women. So God is a woman in that moment. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your background with art. Uh, at what point in in, uh, in your existence, your being, that you realize uh, this is me? I got the appetite for it, and and, I dis and ultimately, I want to take it to the next level. Well, it started out when I was younger, and like when um, at Kmart because I am an analog photographer. Um, I do, I study with film. Um, so. I don't know if everyone remembered when Kmart used to develop your your film roles and everything. Mm -hmm. You just go there and just drop it off. So when I was younger, I bought a disposable camera and I thought it was a great idea to take pictures of the fireworks. <laughs> and I only got uh -huh. one picture that came <laughs> out from the fireworks because it's dark. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. I was thinking. And it was the awesome. most disappointing thing. But at the same mm -hmm. time, like it was... That was what sparked me to do my photography. And then in um, high school, I took a film class. And my teacher, it was mainly on actual classical film, but not photography. Um, my teacher was the one that was into film photography. And I decided to pick up a film camera. And every time I would visit back home, St. Croix, um, the summers, I it would just be like falling in love with photography over and over again because I would come back from um, my vacation and I would send my photos to Walgreens and they would develop it and it's like a little gift, you know, like you're seeing all your yeah. images from over uh, the summer break because you can't see it in that moment. You have to get it developed and that's what sparked it. Um, I feel like art is just like we were talking about um, with the graffiti, like it's not something, it's mainly for yourself, you know, and you hope other people like it. It's 
it's an expression of yourself. It's not anything that, um, well, starting out, it's not anything that you'll try to, like, market or make any money out of. It's just something that is a form of self-expression that you you try to put out there in the world. Some artists don't even put their art in the world over years. It takes them time, but it's definitely a process within the self, for sure. So, so you're a photographer. You're not. You're not a canvas lover. I'm no. I'm a photographer. I'm. I've done some paintings and stuff like that, but not as much as I'm into photography. Okay, that's that's awesome, um, Mr. Hughes. Let, let me ask you this 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 question, because um, I, I notice when you're speaking, everything for you cycles back to expression. Yeah, uh, completely. Yes. And um, photographers, um, it's like an addiction, right? Same thing, like same thing. I would say. No, yeah, same thing, like with uh, with um, with with, with artists. Um, <clears throat> at any time at night, um, you you could pop up and want you want to get into your work because you, mm-hmm. you, you're trying you're trying to perfect it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so when. Do you sit down and rap with with with, with artists and photographers? Um, it isn't just about their work, but you want to get a feel for who they are, what they're about, and and how we could actually, um, you know, get the kind of chemistry that we're looking for as a as a studio entrepreneur. Absolutely, completely. Um, spending time with the artists is 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 my learning experience, and it allows tremendous insight. And I think, yeah, I use the word expression a lot simply because of the fact that, in my opinion, ultimately art forms come down to an expression. An artist, to me, is someone alive in the human condition who has to express themselves, who has to say, look, I'm alive in the human condition. I have five senses. This is what it's like for me. That's the expression. And that need to express yourself is, to me, the definition of the artist. Now, you can combine expression with perspective. And, and I think that's certainly applicable to photography, or my photography anyway, simply to acknowledge, to recognize the seemingly mundane and, and celebrate that. And you can only celebrate that with a different perspective. And I certainly think through photography, that perspective is attained. Mr. Zook, uh, uh, as a studio um, proprietor, I think that's a, uh, that's, that's a good term. How, how do you uh, diversify your portfolio based on the artists and the work that you have there without taking away from the purity that, uh, that, that Mr. Hughes talks about? You don't want to spread yourself too thin because um, there's something about authenticity that, that allows for uh, studios to, to continue to to, to be attractive and, and, and draw, um, you know, the public's uh, interest. Right. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, in, in regard to curating art shows, it's, it's my responsibility or our responsibility mm-hmm. to remain open. Um, I think that more commercial artwork uh, can have a place. Um. I think that I think it's important to remain uh, objective in terms of balancing out what is on view um, 
and see how each show can play off another. Because the last thing we want to do as a gallery is do the same thing all the time, right? So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a very interesting journey. I personally identify with fine artists, people that are uh, crafting for themselves and, and crafting to the best of their ability, regardless as to its marketability. Um, and I'm more uh, interested in, in artists that take a spiritual, very personal approach as opposed to a monetization mm-hmm. of, 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 of art, you know? However, um, some artists have done some pretty, pretty cool things with, with cookie cutters and have become extremely successful. And that in itself, um, engages a, a conversation about um, about business and art. So there's there's there, there are themes to explore there with the community as well because everyone can acknowledge that art is for sale. You know. Well, I, I definitely I, I was saving that aspect for the for the final segment because that's something that's at least near and dear with me, Miss um, Gavi, where. Um, Compensation is, is, is only is, is only right, you know what I mean? And um, you're putting in the work. And I know that you love you love doing what you're doing, but you need to be you, you need to get yeah. what's rightfully yours. Yes, that is very true. Um, I think because I'm very new in like monetizing off my art, so it's very hard like Finding out the value of your work, what would you like to place? Um, what yeah. kind of value you like based on your work? Um, the amount of time that you put in that is, in itself is priceless. The ideas, the content, mm-hmm. all of that is a lot to factor in when you're putting a price on your work. And I feel like a lot of times some artists struggle with that because. Um, they sometimes get doubtful about what price point they put, and they're like, is it worth this much? What if other people don't think it's worth this much? But I feel like there will always be people that are willing to pay for whatever price that you put on your art. Let, let, me, let, let, me, let, let, me, let, me, let me stop you right there, because uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, as um, I want to reference, um, well, I, I reference it like, like once every three months, um, the great Camille Pizarro from, yeah, from, from St. Thomas, who who <laughs> who moved on to Europe and, and hundreds of years later is commanding ridiculous dollars mm-hmm. at auctions at, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. So we're going to take a break. We got the 81C principles along with Miss uh, Lisa Garvey, God is a Woman exhibit, joining us for next weekend. Take a break. Be back right after this. The Forum, a nonprofit organization since 1996, is proud to present the 18th Water Island Festival. Two nights of eclectic music from artistic director Julian Gargiulio. Friday, January 20th and Saturday, January 21st at the Prior Jolic Hall on Antilles campus. Friday's performance, Looking Forward While Remembering the Past, and Saturday's, Looking Back While Dreaming of the Future will feature 10 musicians in an interactive musical experience. The courtyard opens at 6 with fair from Amelia Cafe 
and live music from Anthony School Music Department and the UVI Steel Pan Ensemble, Pan Yard Vibes. For more info, theforumusvi.org, 646-725-3353 or theforumusvi at gmail.com. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. And we are back here on Analyze This Arts Thursday uh, in full effect. And uh, we've got an exhibit coming up next weekend. It's Lisa Garvey, uh, her uh, analog photographer, right? Yes, okay, analog photographer. Analog photographer, and she has an exhibit coming up. And that'll be at the 81C Studios uh, uh, on St. Thomas, or it's going to be on St. Croix? St. Thomas. St. Thomas. And Zach Zook and, and uh, Joseph Hughes, the principals at uh, 81C, also uh, joining us as well. Quickly, quickly before before we get into this big money potential that I'm hoping for for all of you. Um, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm very serious about that part. Very serious about that. Um, explain to the public in, in, in the most lay people language, Ms. Garvey, the difference between analog and digital. Well, photography. Um, analog, analog photography is just basically film photography. It's the beginning of everything. It's the beginning of how um, people started to do take photographs, um, which now it translated into digital. You know, back then we had to we had our Polaroids. We had to develop our own film, which I also do as well. I've um, learned to develop my own film, um, but. That's basically it. Just everything in the everything that's everything that's opposite of the digital technology, which I I rather prefer um, because it's like having the physical form of your work. I feel like everything now is like on jump drives and it's on yeah, yeah. the computer, and it could easily become lost and it can. It could be destroyed. You have your scan. You have your scans from your films that you just keep in your binder. You can easily blow it up. You can redevelop it. Um, I mean, you could read like uh, print it over and over as much times as you can. Um, obviously, once if that film scan is destroyed, it, all your work is gone. But I feel like it's way more concrete, and it's just 
more it has more tone and more meaning than easily taking a picture on your digital camera and you can take tons of it but you can't necessarily do that with film so i like film because of that um i like the the mood that it adds to your um to your photo the moment it comes out um all the saturation the hues with digital you have to like edit um do a lot of editing to get certain colors to pop it's just more organic and i feel like uh in our realm of digital art everywhere i feel like just organic art hits differently personally for me yeah that's a great explanation welcome i like i like i i like that Yeah, yeah. I, no, I actually, actually like how you you guys actually went into student mode there for a little while. I'm just listening to yeah, her. Yeah, for sure, for that, sure. That, That's that, what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that was cool. So, so let's talk, let's talk, uh, Camille Pizarro, money, mm-hmm. um, and and money potential, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my biggest gripes with artists is that, um, they because of uh, pure love for art, they take the ten, they take the, they tend to take the the business aspect a little bit for granted in many cases a lot mm-hmm. for granted and mm-hmm. and and we can't have that when mm-hmm. um you know we're seeing painting sold for 19 million dollars mm-hmm. euro yeah um yeah. like the camille pizarro lemont matre mm-hmm. in 2014 and yeah. and in particular you know it hits it hits harder because you know he's a native virgin Islander and mm-hmm. it what it, it reinforces that you know our ability uh or one's ability does not have to um doesn't stem um from where you are you know if you got it you got it like that if you're skilled you're blessed um you could you could do you could do beautiful things so uh how do we how, how do we um blend right the 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 love and purity of what you're doing and at the same time I'm making sure that you're properly compensated because the the value of your work is priceless from the standpoint that okay. um, nobody really can tell me how much my work is 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 how much my work is worth because they don't know the amount of time I put in to make this to perfect this this this, this final product. The time and the emotion too. You can't put a right. price tag on the, the emotional content. Yeah. Um, And it is a daunting experience. I mean, just to hang art on a wall, to hang your, your, your artwork on a wall is a, opening yourself up to a massive level of vulnerability because your artwork is your, your truest form of expression, again. And you're putting it on a wall for, for ultimately strangers to see with a price tag on it. That's a difficult scenario to find yourself in. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very much of the opinion that a piece of artwork is, is completed once it's seen, once it has an audience. There's, there's the full cycle of the completion of a piece of artwork, in my opinion, and thus the importance of a gallery and curatorial expertise. But, Mr. Zook, um, there, there's one thing. No, it is one thing. I'll make sure I speak properly here because I'm talking to you. Harvard artists here, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, uh, speak down. I got to speak, speak to you and with you, right? It's one thing to 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 hang your to hang your work with a price tag on it, but it must be a whole different dynamic 
where your work is in demand and you get to the point where well, I can put this up for auction. This, this isn't just what I want. I'm going to let the marketplace decide the value of my work. That, that has to be a beautiful right. feeling. Well, you know, it's, I, I see it very much as, as, a, as um, just an expression of the evolution of, 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 some, uh, of the value of someone's body of work. I mean, there are artists alive today that are commanding ridiculous, well, we use the word ridiculous, a large, large price, large prices. But a lot of the art that's traded today for these very large figures these people have long been dead, and I think that that's, they're no longer able to contribute, you know, right. um, firsthand. They're gone. So what does that mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting to think about. And then you, uh, as, as an aspiring artist or a younger artist, to enter at this current stage in time and say, okay, what, how do I handle how I'm going to uh, proceed with pricing my work, or how am I even going to develop a relationship with myself in thinking about this aspect of being an artist and the business element of it? It must be very confusing. I, I think that um, you know high prices don't happen overnight, you know, and you kind of you got to go along. And every deal, in my opinion, is different, especially as you're building your career. Um, of course, every now and then there's a uh, there's a hit, a young hit, and someone just rises to this incredible status very quickly. But that's rare. Most artists it takes time and a lot of work to to build value, you know, and and to command higher prices. Miss so. um, Gavi, um, have you have, have you ever experienced that where somebody walk up to you and said, "I want that." Yes, like with my with my book, like people know that I was working on my book and they're like, what's it coming out? I really want the book. Um, it was in like, it had a type for a moment there and people were requesting my work on it. Um, but yes, I have had that moment and also like people telling me that it should be priced higher. Mm -hmm. So much work. It's like as... Um, as Duke had said, like when you're as you're getting into getting your feet wet with your work, and as you advance, you gain. It can, it's kind of like you're gaining more confidence and building more confidence as of price pointing, um, and feeling comfortable with that price point um, with your work as well. I feel like not when you're creating art, the having the idea of just like releasing that art and putting your vulnerable your vulnerability out there within your work should be your main focal point and then the the monetizing off of it should follow after because i feel like once you have the idea while creating of monetizing it's it's like kind of no longer your work you're kind of thinking from a price point of what other people like mm -hmm. and i feel like that interferes with your art and I feel like your artist integrity should be your your most protected thing about an artist. You no, know? Like that should be. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent factual. I, I I agree. I agree with that because, um, Mr. Hughes, there's something about the purity that you you spoke about that yeah. that that you got to hold on to. Um, right. because, because if you get to the point where well, I'm doing this because I know I could command six hundred thousand. 
Yeah. I mean, there, right. there, there's something wrong with that. So that does lose. I mean, if you're painting for monetary for monetary gain, in my opinion, you're 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 missing something. Um, but but that is not to say that selling art does not diminish it by by any stretch. No. Um, and, and in fact, it's in fact it's necessary. I mean, if you want, if you're an artist and you want to continue to create, you're literally going to have to support yourself. You're literally going to have to fund yourself. I mean, that's what it comes down to, ultimately. You, which, you, you see... Why, yeah, go ahead, Mr. Zook. Which is why when Adidas reach out to an artist for a collaboration, mm -hmm. they immediately say, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then what does that do to an artist's value? You know, mm -hmm. so you have there, there are a lot of there are a lot of things in play now. We're living in a in a in a technological culture, uh, a technological revolution, so to speak, that allows art to be viewed mm -hmm. by pretty much everyone, which was not really yeah. the case mm -hmm. thirty That's years true. ago. Yeah, so it, there's a lot to take into consideration there yeah. in terms of exposure. Yeah. And that's a very that's a very good point. Um, and you know, to get back to <clears throat> to Shepard Ferry as a as a graffiti artist, as, as an artist, you know, he has a contract with LVMH. He has a contract with one of the largest luxury brands in the world. Now, as far as credibility is concerned, does that diminish his credibility? I mean, that's subject. However, the exposure through that contract is massive. So ultimately, more people are being exposed to more of his work as a result of a very lucrative contract. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I understand, you know, how you don't want to get away from, you know, the genesis of why you're in the industry and yeah. why you're in the business. Of course. But of course. but in, in twenty twenty three when when you got folks who are literally buying work just because Lisa Garvey name on it or Joseph Hughes <laughs> or Zach Zook. No, I'm serious. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Uh, let, let's face yeah. it, in, in many instances you have folks with disposable income who's saying, "Well, I heard I heard about this Garvey, this Garvey lady, and her her photography is awesome. Go get me some of her stuff. I want to hang them in my office." That's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? So, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I I don't I I'm not encouraging you to get away from the purity and the 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 the, the authenticity of 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 what you do. But the reality is, in this day and age, um, name has value. And, you yeah, know. it does. Creating a name for yourself does have value. And no one really likes to, I mean, be a struggling artist. It kind of starts off in the beginning. But exposure does help as far as getting your work out there. You know, it, it can be very hard trying to keep that artist purity, your, your artist integrity. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like it's definitely possible balance the two, balancing them too as far as monetizing off your work. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a necessary thing as, as far as an artist, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I think that discussion is, is something that we would want to convey to our young people who want to get into the, into the, to the industry, right? To that arena where don't ever compromise your, your pure love for, for wanting to, to be an artist or be a photographer uh, but at the same time, don't sell yourself short. I think that that would be a good crystallizing of of, of what we would want to tell the young people, because that's what that's that's the future, right? That is the future. I, I definitely agree with that. Hundred percent. 
I like I like that. You excited? You excited about the exhibit, Miss Garvey? I am. I'm very excited. A little nervous, but super excited to see my art on walls for sure. That I think that it's a different feeling um, when you put your work out there and people are amazed. It, it kind of. <laughs> You kind of set yourself back a little, you know, sit within yourself and be like, wow, people actually like my work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, nice, it's isn't it? Like, okay. But then when you see people telling you, it's kind of like, wow, nice. <laughs> where, 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 where are you at now? Where are you based? And, say that one more time. Where are you based right now? I'm based in St. Croix. This is St. Croix, but you are away. You are away for a while, right? Yes, I was. I used to live in Florida, um, and I recently came back like three years ago. I decided to move back home, and it has probably because my photography took me here as well, too. Like I, um, a part, I guess, a part of being an artist, the work that we create is a big part of our happiness as well. And you know, like my connection to home has always been. Um, like a restart for me, mm-hmm. you know, like a, mm-hmm. a, a a brand new beginning every time I come back home. Bre- bre- and breakfast, breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Stop right there, right? When we come back, I want to ask uh, before I excuse uh uh, uh Zach and, and Joseph because I can hold on to you, Miss Gavi. I want to talk about living in the Virgin Islands and and and, and inspirational uh, and uh, na- natural. No, inspirational nature. Okay, we'll take a break. Be back right after this. opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 